This is the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. Thank you again for joining me. You're in for a special treat with this podcast where I interview Katie Debra. She's an artist, intuitive, and energizer. She brings harmony, peace, and beauty to people, events, and living spaces. And something I noticed when I saw Katie for the first time in a video was all the colors around her and the color she was wearing and the and her art and how whimsical it was and I connected to her right away um, and I wanted to interview her and get to know her better and to see what she does and I, I learned that um, she uh, does commissions and murals and body art intuitive readings Reiki healing um, so many different things that she offers and something I, I learned from her was that we don't need to put all our eggs in one basket as artists. We can do so many different things and to also be fluid, to go with the flow of time and the changes that is happening in the world that we don't have to stay in one place with our artwork and we can always revisit it it doesn't mean that whatever we are doing at that moment is forever gone we can always go back to it when time allows or when the energy is right and uh, this podcast really uh, brought a lot of golden nuggets of wisdom for myself and I hope it brings that for you as well. So please stay tuned for this very inspiring and beautiful episode with Katie. You are listening to the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. I'm an artist, art educator, and creative coach. I'm here to share my journey and experience with you. I also interview other artists and creatives and share their words of wisdom. I believe we were all born to create. It just takes a little bit of practice, patience, and persistence to get to where you want to be. So please stay tuned for a magical episode. Hi, Katie. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for being on my podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm so excited. So uh, we met through the platform Saturday Night Live Art Shows, uh, which is an amazing platform for artists started in uh 2020 by Brooke Harker during like the lockdown so I I saw your beautiful spirit and all your colors and I was I gravitated towards you and um we also did a collaboration which I didn't even know it was you who did the henna um tattoo art on the young lady that I was painting and um a photographer I was working with Kimberly she took the photos and uh, then she told me who did the henna because I was like, who did this? It's so beautiful. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I know her. <laughs> so it was really cool. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if you were you in one of the meditation groups that Brooke um, 
started, I think it was that there might've been one in, in January, 2019. And then one in um, 2020 where uh, it was a Deepak Chopra yes um, online group and yes it was just like 30 days together or something yes yes I I did think that we we might have been in that together probably and uh, I remember anytime I would see Brooke she would say oh my god you're gonna have to meet Cheryl and also Kimberly <laughs> um I always think of you and I see Cheryl she does these amazing body art shoots with them you know with and it's so the colors and the energy it always reminds me of you so she's been saying for years you guys have to get together so oh yeah yeah Decided to collaborate in the future and work on something. Yeah, yeah, she she was right. Um, Yeah. so Yeah. please share your story and journey on how you became the henna tattoo artist and fine artist you are today. Okay, gonna work on the cliffs notes, the highlights. <laughs> so I um I started drawing and painting when I was like three and four, very early. And in fact, um, Just to briefly skip ahead to the next question, you would ask me like, you know, why am I drawn to such bright colors? And and I pulled out some of my elementary school artwork and
and um, I was kind of, I would say like a semi-professional level. Um, I did do some dance in some small theatrical dance troupes over the years and occasionally was paid for a performance. And I danced with people that had been professional or were professional. Um, but and I thought I need to do this in my twenties while I can push my body. But then by the time I got to my late 20s, the painting started to creep in. I started to stay up late at night and work on a drawing or whatever. So um, and then late 20s, early 30s, I ended up doing some um, stage sets for a couple dance productions just with like fabric. And one of them, I painted a background for a children's nutcracker, like a giant eight by 12 canvas um, with a Christmas tree like as a backdrop for this um, dance performance at the Brooklyn YMCA. And um, so I did some large scale projects like that. And then in 1998, my sister's having her first baby. And she says, will you paint a Winnie the Pooh mural in, you know, in our, in the bedroom? And, and I think that would be so wonderful. And so that was my first mural that I painted in a house and it's still there, which oh, I think awesome. is so cool. My, my nephews never wanted to paint over it. They still like it. <laughs> um, although they're both kind of, they're both out of the house now, but, um, and my niece is in the room, but they were like, yeah. Um, we love it. Just, you know, my sister would say, did you want to, and they still like it. So I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that got started and then, um, and then I did a painting commission, a, a portrait. And then my, um, brother asked me to do a mural at that time. Um, it was like, they finally bought their dream home and they wanted a vineyard mural. So I did this vineyard mural in their home. And then I also did a vineyard mural at a restaurant in New York City. It was a friend of mine owned the restaurant. And I did professional photography of the vineyard mural and made postcards and started to think, wow, this could be a thing. And then I had um, it all for me, it all had to happen like uh, I didn't trust it at all. So uh, things had to opportunities had to actually happen and materialize for me to take a next step. Um, and the. Uh, Painting my brother's mural coincided with, um, I had been married since uh, to my college sweetheart and then um, he left our marriage. And so that coincided with the dissolving of that. So over the next couple of years, working through all that, um, I think the reason why I was able to get, I ended up getting started painting murals um, because I kind of felt like, well, what else do I have to lose? I may as well try this thing. And I had a couple months off um, house sitting and I just called everybody I knew. This is before the internet. So I called everybody I knew and said, hey, I want to paint some more murals. I really enjoyed this. Do you know anybody? And that's, I was living in New York at the time and it started on the West Coast. So I was going back and forth. But once I got started, it just, I was so excited about it. One mural led to the next one, to the next one yeah. for about two years. So I, I settled back in California and I said, I have a business painting murals and I knew nothing about business. And um, and then I just, so from there, everything just unrolled. So after a couple of years, the magic of the mural stopped because interior design trends changed. Mm -hmm. One, um, the economy started to change. Um, so then, but I had learned all about color. I started doing faux finishes and like faux stone. So I did more of that. I did color consultation. One thing led to a next. Yeah. And then the, the, my whole intuitive side of doing readings and doing the energy work opened up because when I'd go meet with someone about a mural, I would go and I, I started to notice, I would just, just say, just keep talking to me. Like, even if we finished talking about the space and their ideas, I would just, 
be in conversation with them for like an hour, hour and a half. And then I'd go home and make a watercolor sketch of my idea. And when I bring it back, they'd always say something like, how did you know I liked this? Or, oh my God, I meant to tell you that. And I forgot to mention it. And here it is in the sketch. This is incredible. Like, wow. and so after a year or two, I'm like, how do I know that? You know, and it kind of led to some curiosity and that's so the painting also opened up my whole intuitive side again, which I had as a small child had scary experiences and just shut it down. So, and then the, everything just all grows and interconnects from there. So, so that's how I started um, really as um, you know, in my own business. And it also coincided with freeing my blocks from my own painting and all that stuff happened over the years um, and then I pursued multiple things because I discovered the mural painting was seasonal in terms of income. And that's how I got started with the doing the event work, doing henna. Doing henna. And then, then that led to face painting and the glitter tattoos and then doing all the tarot card and all the other readings that I do, crystal readings, aura readings, and all the stuff that I do at events. Um, really cool. That's how that got started was a side job to my painting business that that was had an opposite schedule that was artistically interesting so your proof that as an artist you can do so many different things to make an income you don't have to put your eggs in one basket and rely on like just selling commission work or you know selling your paintings um yes. there's so many ways and I feel like many artists are very intuitive and they pick up on things energetically and they just can read people and um, their environment. Uh, so you notice that and you were aware, which I think a lot of people don't aware or are not that aware of like the powers they have and, uh, and creatives, you know, what yes. they have inside themselves. They kind of repress it or don't trust it, which is something I used to do and just put it aside. <laughs> it's totally a journey, I think, to fully embrace it, to trust it, and then find how it all works best for you. And it's also, in my experience, constantly evolving and changing, and um, which adds another level of sort of challenge to if you're if you're financially supporting yourself with your creative work, the fact that your creative work is also its own creative journey and it's going to evolve and change is also challenging. Um, yes. And you, if you don't allow for that, you become stagnant and things stop working. And then you're like, oh my God. Right, right. Where you think that that one thing that worked for you for so long, like you doing the murals, like if you just say, okay, well, that didn't work out, I give up, you know, you that's not going to work, you know, to go with time and the things, the changes that happens in the world, you have to be flexible and fluid, especially with your art and not be so rigid and how things are so yeah. I I totally get that yeah. I did last year I did three murals though and so and it felt like a very full circle moment nice um, 25 years later here we are doing murals wow. and I love doing them um but I'm also really um in the beginning I just took anything which was great for training myself as an artist I'd never painted really many landscapes I'd never you know so learned how to paint faux stone and all those things um, so now I realize you, you know, it's all in the intention of what we're creating. And so then the mural projects that I did, um, 
there was a component of the person, whoever I was working with, that was a very special relationship. And there was a special, there was a lot of um, meaning behind completing the work for the space or for that, for the, that company or those people, you know, um, or that friend. Um, and I, I think in general, it's how do I get out of my way? Let me keep trying to get to the back of the room and let everything orchestrate itself. And so that's how the murals came back. So I, I, I can just say I have the excitement and the intention. Wow, if some aligned mural projects came my way, I'm really interested. And then, you know, that part of our brain that searches for things, um, that sees everything, uh, starts to look for mural projects, you know, that from our end energetically. Yes. And then and then you do your work and you build your portfolio, make yourself known and so forth you do all the groundwork right and then the opportunities start to align so now I can like relax like oh and for a long time I felt like that work is so good and now no one's seeing it and I should I should I should this I should that and as soon as I just let it all go and kind of sat with it that's when the mural work came back so yeah I remember when I was um in Miami with my family we went on a Wynwood tour and saw the beautiful murals there and I was looking at them and I was like oh wouldn't it be cool if I could do that one day and you know paint on a wall and have it be something meaningful and then oh, exactly like maybe eight months later I was asked to do a mural um in on Melrose for Woman Life Freedom and um and it's something that I'm really connected to because I have an Iranian background so it it was meaningful and it was something I wanted to do so um and I didn't really put much more thought into it it I just let it go like I put it out there and I let it go and it, it happened but then another thing is like you were talking about how you um wanted to do murals and then you started calling and asking people whether they knew anyone that would be interested. And that's another thing is there is time, there are times where you do take action and then you let it go. Cause it doesn't always, it's not always like, Oh, I just put it out there and just wait, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't know. I've built up evidence for myself over all these years that um, I have, I do continually experience um, not necessarily daily, but, that at the energetic alignment of where, and it's, it's not um, like if I have a big alignment, a breakthrough in one area, I'll find, I'll look at my phone and there'll be some event work for me or like, like the, the, the creative um, juice will flow in, uh, in, in nonlinear ways. Yeah. So, but I do experience that where like it's, and especially with our phones, like the magic computer in my pocket, all of a sudden, da -da -ding, there's some, somebody reaching out to me for something. And I'm like, whoa, um, then yeah. it'll be in response to um, usually some sort of feeling of breakthrough or just amazing excitement about something. Um, and that, that seemed there, it, there's some sort of nonlinear connection there. Definitely. I mean, I, I, you know, as an experiment, I pay attention to that over the years to learn and trust the whole energy thing. And, and there's definitely a connection. Oh, I believe that yeah. I have experienced it many, many times myself. And 
sometimes it's like, wow. And sometimes like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I, I get it. Um, have you ever had any limiting thoughts or beliefs on becoming an artist? Oh my God. Um, as a, um, as like a, a teenager, from teenager through, um, into my thirties. And after I started my business, I was like, I was the totally blocked artist. Like I would sit there and sometimes I just close my eyes and move a pencil on the page. And sometimes that would make drawings of things that were kind of, um, foretold things or were turned out to be kind of scary. Um, because just closing my eyes, drawing, I would create something that was recognizable, which is like, wow. Um, but I was completely blocked by my, by my brain on, on allowing, just allowing myself to be in front of a canvas and paint whatever I wanted. I didn't like whatever I painted and I didn't have, and then over the years flipped that. And now over the last like 10, 15 years, I started to get a flow of information, a flow of visions and ideas. And then I have like right now four or five themes of work that are coming together now into like the styles are starting to merge finally, um, which because it was kind of confusing for me to be like, okay, here's this thing, here's that thing. And then you hear about as an artist and sharing your work, you want to have a body of work, you want to be recognizable. And I, I know but like you have that, right? And when you see it, you know what people are talking about, but looking at your own work, it's been sometimes hard to see the connections besides palette or energy, but I was totally blocked. And then now I have like an abundance of visions Yeah. and I'm like, okay, where do I start first? I have so much unfinished work and it's kind of confusing from one to the other. <laughs> Um, I yeah, so, so relate. <laughs> yes, right. So the initial blocks were, I suck. I'm terrible. I want to paint, but I don't like what I'm making. And then it was, and yeah, there's no way I can make a living as an artist because I tried this and and I tried this when I was 22, and I tried this when I was 23, and I tried to get that job, and I tried, uh, and it was no, I can't do it. Um, and then once I just did it, and in a, from a place where none of that could reach me for a while, then I, I did it and I proved to myself and I had to get the, like the physical evidence in my body. I think my journey has been like embodiment and you need to be embodied to bring your creations to the, into the world to share with people in a more effective way. So once I actually just started doing the thing because it unfolded itself and I just followed the path, then all of a sudden I was like, God, all these years I was thinking, it's impossible to make a living as an artist. Like I, I realized the belief retrospectively yes. and, and then I, you know, keep unwinding it. And now, now my belief is the ones I run into are like, you've got so much going on. You're crazy. No one's going to understand you. Like you're a mess kind of this idea. And no, people actually really get me. Yes. Um, it's all, so it's all me just trying to get out of my way. Like I'll say over and over. Yeah. yeah, I'm always going through that process myself. And people ask me, like, how do you come up with these ideas? And I say, I don't know, the best way I can describe it is like, we're like these antennas. And the more we, I don't know, keep using those antennas and keep practicing and doing our art and our craft, those antennas open up more and more and you're able to collect more information from source or wherever and the ideas just keep coming, 
you know, and you see something, you get inspired or you feel something and then you start to make it. Um, where if you don't, you don't do anything and you don't, even the things that you might not like, you know, there's so many things that I've created. It's like, what is that? Or I look back on, I'm like, oh, but you have to create those bad pieces in order to get to the better pieces in order to get to the greater pieces and, um, you know, make those mistakes. Uh, it's okay. Like, it's okay to make those mistakes and not be so great. And you get you get there eventually. It's a process. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. There's, there's, um, and then also we just outgrow our work. Like right now I'm going through mm -hmm. a phase where I have a lot of my older paintings. Um, some of them are, you know, like 15, 10, 15 years old, um, hanging up around the house. And, um, I enjoy looking at them, but now that I've been living with them hanging up on the wall, instead of being stuffed away in a closet or whatever, um, I, don't they don't feel as alive to me as what's happening right here in my studio room mm -hmm. so um that I just I'm also wanting to declutter and have instead of be looking at all the ideas in progress all the time have a more clean slate that's what I'm desiring now a, a fresher some blank walls you know I did an event at a home on Saturday and they had no art on any of the walls wow. in all the main living areas anyways bright white wood floors and it was beautifully done and it felt warm and cozy and lived in, even though it was this minimalist type environment. And I was like, just walking through the house and then walking the restroom and walking back through just, you know, brief experience of it. I was like, wow, this feels refreshing. But I, I wouldn't, without experience that somewhere else, I wouldn't choose that. I'd yeah. think I want to keep everything close and we're in the works, you know. That's kind of my normal thing. So it's always good to experience something else to give yourself perspective. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, any words of wisdom for our creative spirits? The main thing that I've been, uh, the main thing is stay in your excitement, stay in your excitement about what you're creating, stay in excitement around what your values are and how you make connections in the world. Um, because then when we're excited about things, we sort of fill our energy engine. We can, it's a natural self-filling. And when we're excited about things, even if we're not sharing or even telling a single soul about them, that energy is magnetic to other people. Other people say, wow, what are you, what are you up to? The other people notice they feel it too. And it's really uplifting for other people, even if you're just in a creative dormancy stage and you're just letting things bubble around people will still you know usually at least they're like wow well it's just so cool to see you know you're in, you're inspired by something or even if there's no results or something for them to view people definitely pick up on the energy so yeah um, stay excited about things and then uh, as a joke I wrote um uh there's also time to get the reason why I think it needs to be excitement about our values and also our targets and goals is because it's not just about staying excited about like for me, like all my painting work all the time and never doing anything else. So, yes. so as I build the excitement into my life, I'm finding um, I'm actually being more productive on my targets for things and then getting to things that are boring, like chores around the house or my bookkeeping or whatever. I get to them now because and with an ex more of an excitement, at least some of the time, because I'm like, 
this is helping me go to this long-term vision that I have. And you start to connect all the dots and you're connecting forward too. So, so the excitement benefits in a lot of ways, even though it's sort of an abstract way of being in a sense. Yeah. I love I that. Like it's the main thing. It's that, beautiful. Yeah. And um, did you tell us about also any, I know you were talking about your energy healing work, um, like any interesting stories you have on that, like about your intuitive um, readings or. I, um, so along the lines of words of wisdom and like trusting, trust yourself and trust ourselves. And then, and then letting the, um, the, so my journey with my energy work, my intuitive work is, is, and I realized once I became sort of tuned in, became aware, I've always seen this since I was a kid. I just didn't know what it was. I thought everybody saw that. Right. Yeah. Um, this, I see like colors and patterns and, you know, um, just in the air, so to speak, kind of out here, like in, you know, it's hard to describe. Um, and that's part of my, part of my, I'm also clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient. I have a lot of the clairs. Um, and so it, experiencing all those things and, and really being aware through my experiences of things actually builds the trust muscles and builds mm -hmm. the ability to, um, create opportunities to have like miracles. So I've had countless sort of like big energy jumps in doing the work for myself. Um, like I started out in 2001 with EFT tapping, which is kind of a big yes. thing, but then it was still pretty um, alternative. And, um, but I had done talk therapy after my divorce. And then I started to realize after a couple of years, I'm just a talking head and all my energy is coming from here and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so I, because of the reactions of experience in the talk therapy, I realized I wasn't that I wasn't completely in my body. That's how I started to get that awareness. So I started to look for alternative methods to connect my body. And the tapping was the first one that really hit where, because mm. you're tapping on these energy endpoints. And I've done that all this time. And I've had, you know, like I've cured UTIs, I've, um, you know, experienced miracles like, uh, like being, um, for example, really sick for a week um, when you're self-employed, then you don't not having income and getting to the end of the month and, you know, going, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen this month in those times when I'm just month to month and then experiencing an infusion of money through just staying open in my energy and opening, you know, creating those energetic alignments. Something has uh -huh. come in, like I've been sort of saved, so to speak. Um, not every single time, but it's happened enough times. Um, and then I've, um, I think the most recent uh, delightful story for me was I read at a company event in December. And I, the last time I had done readings for this company was like four or five years ago. And a woman sat down and after a minute, she said, I think you've given me a reading before. And then we, we talked back and we realized it was like July of 2019. And she said, you know, oh. I am still working with a lot of the things that you mentioned in that reading, I'm still working. Wow. And, <clears throat> and, this, and I've come so far with all these things. And then we had new insights that day with the new reading. And she was like, 
I'm so excited because this is all going to connect together. And I know it's given her like a direction to take her life and, and where to put her energy and, and in particular, how she wants, like how she feels and living her life and her physical health and things like that. And so um, that's just like, such a wonderful feeling. I'm all in. I mean, that's like the most, the biggest honor is that, is that you can uh, really make a difference in someone else's life on that yeah. level. It's... Absolutely. So where can people find you in your work or to get a, maybe do henna tattoo with you, get a piece of art or healing session? I mean, you offer so much and I just love that. Yeah. So um, in terms of social media, I'm mainly on Instagram. That's my jam. I have um, a Facebook business page, Katie Debray, Artist Intuitive. And I have a personal page under Katie Debray, but I just have not feeling the Facebook the last couple of years. I really am on Instagram with on creation Instagram. and sharing it to Facebook. Um, and I have a lot of friends on Facebook. So hi, Facebook friends. But <laughs> I can only, um, I struggle with, maintaining social media stuff that's you know a bit of a struggle it's a lot of work it is a lot of work it's yeah. okay you're doing good <laughs> yeah. and um, I have a website katiedebray.com um and I'm on Yelp and um I'm on Google and I offer um event work so um body art face painting henna glitter tattoos and all types of intuitive readings at events I offer um body art privately. I offer, um, which is usually henna or jagua. Um, I offer intuitive readings over zoom. Also, I have a spa in Simi Valley where I have a room to do in-person appointments. It's a gorgeous place. That's where I painted the amethyst mural. So there's a room that's like you're inside an amethyst geode. Mm -hmm. You're in there. Um, and I also do Reiki and include sound healing with that. Um, and yeah, of course, commissions, um, different soul portraits, murals yeah so um I love that all the offerings yeah those are the, those are probably the high points right now and we'll put that all in the show notes too and um thank you for being here with me today it was so lovely and uh so nice chatting with you and getting to know you better yes I look forward to more of that Cheryl thank you so much for having me on and I'm excited to connect with you thank you Thank you for listening to today's Creative Spirits podcast. If you would like to get to know me better, you can go to my website, CherylBenji.com, or follow me on Instagram at CherylBenji underscore art. If you would like a creative coaching session with me, please contact me through my website. You can also join my Creative Spirits Facebook group or Saturday Night Live Art Shows Facebook group. Please follow and share with anyone that might be interested in this podcast. It would mean the world to me. I believe in the butterfly effect and spreading the good vibes into the universe. You never know who you will impact by sharing. Love and light and magic always. Mm -hmm.